Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast, where conversation collides. My name is Robbie Alexander, and I am joined, as always, by... Natalie Dunn. We're here for some more Hit and Run, second episode of our, our summer season. And I got to tell you, it's feeling like summer out. It is it is hot out. It is hot. hot as fuck out. Well, we're we're recording this a day later because, as you know, when it gets hot out, naturally that's when your HVAC system wants to quit on you. Absolutely. And that's what happened to us this weekend. Didn't full <laughs> out quit, but the air just was air. It wasn't cold air. And what we found out when the guy came yesterday to fix it was... When I was growing up, I only ever had the window units, like you, the big box and you stick it in a window. I never had central cooling, you know, furnace, mm-hmm. yeah, but not central cooling. This house has it. What I didn't know was the unit on the outside, which ours is not a pedestal or anything, is you got to spray that thing out like once a month in the summer, especially when you're mowing and weed whacking by it because it'll get clogged. Mm-hmm. And that's all it was. Paid tons of money for uh, for a guy to take my garden hose and spray out my AC. And he was like, all right, a couple hundred dollars. So while he was here, uh, the, uh, the Freon or the cool stuff, as I call it, that was also a little low. And it's like, well, I'll feel more justified paying for that as well instead of just paying for spray my spray my hose. Right. But uh. Good thing we did it, though, because it's supposed to be 102 degrees on Friday. That's Let me ridiculous. say that again. 102 degrees. Luckily, it never quite hell. gets that hot in Columbus. I'm not I'm not looking forward to it. I'm just having flashbacks to last July. I think it was at least 90 every day. There was never an 80-degree day. Yikes. It's, it's not even July yet. It's only June. And it like it ramped up in this last week. Because when you were here, that first day you were here, it was only it was like cold. 65 degrees. <laughs> that next morning, it took like half the day for it to get just somewhat warm. We were cold at Llewellyn's because we were in the shade. <laughs> and now it's like, okay, here's here's 90. I got home today and I was like, it feels like nice out. Like it feels nice and cool. Mm-hmm. It's 90 out. <laughs> get that shit out of here. But we're here. We're rolling. And uh, we're going to have a good time tonight. I have no idea what the topic is. <laughs> Nat has a good topic. So full disclosure, we were going to do 30-day song challenge. And we both looked at it and it was a little too deep. A the little rest too of the days deep are kind of weird. Yeah. It's something we're going to have to spend more thinking time on than what we had allotted ourselves. <laughs> but luckily Nat's been sitting on this topic for the last couple of weeks, so mm-hmm. she's going to pull that out. So I'm going to I'm going to hand the reins over to you. You're going to take Take charge of this stagecoach as we head to the the Wild West. So now we're all going to listen as I break Robbie's brain. So let me set the scene for you. Sam and I have now fallen into a routine where every night, go to bed. We say we're going to bed at, you know, 10 o'clock. And then from about 10, 10 to about 11, we watch TikToks. It's a bad habit. I was not expecting you to say TikToks. (laughs) I honestly thought you were going to say like National Geographic streams. No, Sam wouldn't be as into that as me. But so we watch TikTok for like an hour every night. It's it's really bad, but it's enjoyable. You know, it like relaxes your brain for the evening or you see some weird shit. So we were watching TikToks the other night a couple weeks ago now, but I'm still thinking about it. I think about this almost every day. We were watching some TikToks scrolling through and some guy came up that was like talking about 
He was like a conspiracy theory guy. Oh, no. There's the and rabbit so, hole right there. Yeah. So the thing is, this isn't a conspiracy. It's like a real thing. And there's a lot of like information about it and just no one knows about it. I want to make sure before I like get into this that you haven't heard of it. I doubt you have. But have you heard of the government cheese caves? The government cheese caves. Yes. I'm going to take that as a no because if you had, you would know. What the hell is a government cheese cave? Okay. So I've done a lot of research. So what happened after we watched this TikTok, which was, you know, 60 seconds long, but had a lot of information in it. We literally laid in bed talking about this for an hour. We got like back, like we had turned off the lights and everything. And I like turned the lights back on and was like researching on my phone to know if this was real. I thought about it for, I didn't sleep that night. I thought about it for days. So in 1977, Jimmy Carter wanted to help the dairy farmers. They weren't doing well. And there was a, like a dairy shortage. And so the price of dairy products inflated. And then- I've never even heard of that. Because- of the inflation and then I don't know I don't know a lot of the details of the economic stuff but um, basically what happened is then the price of dairy products plummeted and so to help with that and to keep the price of milk rising with inflation the government approved a subsidy to buy as many dairy products as they could to help increase the price of milk but they can't keep milk so they were buying other dairy products like cheese and powdered milk And eventually, they amassed such a quantity of cheese and powdered milk that they had nothing to do with. I'm talking millions of pounds of cheese. Jesus. That they just had nothing to do with. They didn't have a place for it. They didn't have have, um, anything to do with it. Give it to a food bank. Give it to a homeless shelter. Okay, stay with me. Stay with me. So they spent about $2 billion on the dairy industry in four years. $2 billion? Jesus. So let me ask you a question. When you spend $2 billion on the dairy industry to raise the price of dairy, and then the dairy industry starts overproducing to meet the demand of the government buying dairy products from them, what do you think happens? Inflation is going to happen again. The government has to keep buying dairy products forever. Were the two sides not communicating with each other? Or else the dairy industry will collapse again. No. Are you telling me they're still doing this shit? This is still a thing. Oh my God. No freaking way. Supports the dairy industry by buying dairy products and storing them. And have you heard of government cheese? Like the phrase government cheese. I thought it was just a joke. So here's where it comes from. Ronald Reagan. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I got the year here. In 1981, Ronald Reagan basically said, we have so much fucking cheese. We need to get rid of it. It's starting to mold. Let's give it to the poor people. Oh, no. I don't know. When I said give it to the food banks and homeless shelters, I didn't mean the moldy stuff. I meant like as soon as you buy it, turn around with it. So they gave away millions of pounds of cheese. This is where the phrase government cheese came from because they literally like you could line up and get free cheese. Um, But it was it doesn't sound like it was good, though. No, um, there's an article I have here from history.com that's that uh, describes it as now known as government cheese. The pungent smelling and according to Jones, often moldy cheese was ultimately distributed to the tune of 300 million pounds. And this was just initially the cheese became associated with hard times while some were grateful Others hated the ways in which the cheese advertised their socioeconomic status. 
Today, some people recall the cheese fondly. Um, then there's a story about how they would make grilled cheese with it. Um, but the only thing it was really good for <laughs> was grilled cheese and mac and cheese. Supposedly, they backed out of the dairy business in the 1990s. But I've seen evidence to the contrary. Is this where but, the conspiracy or the conspiracy theory comes in? The thing it's not a conspiracy. This None of this is exists. a conspiracy theory. No. So what happened with the cheese itself is that they were amassing all of this cheese and by let's see, I have a year here. I don't have a year. They were amassing all of this cheese and eventually at one point we had a one point two billion pound surplus of cheese built up through the subsidies by the US government. And they couldn't get rid of it. So they had to find places to put it. And they were taking up like hundreds of thousands of square foot of like cold storage across the country. And they couldn't do that anymore. They were running out of places to put it because they had 1.2 billion pounds of cheese. And so they rented out a cave, an old limestone mill. How do you or rent a cave? Mine. It's like an old, let's see. This is the part I had to look up because this wasn't covered. This is what I like. We were laying there trying to go to sleep and like 30 minutes after we had turned off the lights and like tried to go to sleep, I was like, where, how big is the cave? Like what, how did they get this cave? Right. Where, where is it? Where is the Can cave? Can I see this cave? And so I have a picture here in this article of the cave, I think. I think it's the cave. I imagine it's not open to the public. No, I don't think so. However, Can this you is what, you'll like this. Dollars? Guess where the cave is? I'm going to guess Kentucky. That seems like where most caves are. It is in Missouri. Shut your freaking mouth. No way. Where in Missouri? How far from St. Louis? Let me see. Am I about to take a weekend trip and break into a government cheese cave? So I don't, again, it's not open to the public as far as I know. I haven't found anything to say so. Keyword Um, break in. (laughs) Let's see. So. So remind me again, when did Jimmy Carter start this initiative? The 70s. In the 70s, like early 70s or late 70s? I think 77. 77, 87, 97. So this is like 40 plus years going. Here's a little bit about the cave. So this is from an NPR interview. So it's like a word for word um, transcript of the interview. So it's not super comprehensive, but it's some information. So um, it's an old converted limestone mine. One day the U.S. rented a ton of cave space and a ton of cheddar cheese started to show up. Callahan says it took up about half an acre of space. So just wall to wall, floor to ceiling. Of just cheddar cheese. Within five years, the government was storing two pounds of cheese for every single American citizen. Oh, my gosh. Two pounds for every citizen? Yes. Then they began giving it away in the 80s. And the theory was, let's give it to the poor people who can't afford to buy cheese because then, because the problem is if you then flood the market with all this cheese, you're still going to crash the dairy industry. Right. It's the laws of supply and demand. Because then people won't buy cheese. Yeah, so laws of supply and demand. So they the dairy industry completely. So they gave it to poor people because the idea was they can't buy cheese anyway, so we'll just give it to them. Plus, it's all going moldy and we don't really like them. Natalie's speaking the truth. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not even there yet. Oh, it so gets worse? So here's where it gets nuts. It's not nuts already. <laughs> no, this is the it's part not, that's really going to break your mind. This is the part that had us like, what the fuck? Like our entire life has been a lie. It's all just a simulation, man. So there was the farm bill in 1981 that's, that attempted to 
give out 30 million pounds of cheese and it was barely even a dent in the stockpile which was at that point two billion pounds of billions cheese. billions yes so oh, gosh the cheese was distributed to people on welfare food stamps and social security through the temporary emergency food assistance program until the 1990s so as a result of the fact that they couldn't get rid of all this cheese the mm. government established an organization called dairy management it's still operating today it is a federally funded nonprofit corporation whose mission is to promote American-made dairy products, a mission recognizable in their Got Milk advertisement campaign. No, shut your face. The Fuel Up to Play 60 campaign, and even the Domino's bailout following the 2010 recession. Dairy management's main strategy has been to increase consumer confidence in milk and dairy products by expounding their health benefits and nutritional value. So you know all those crazy ads in like our entire childhoods about how milk is so good for you and yeah, you have so to drink milk every day i knew that was it's all a scam of the yeah fucking government dairy caves i found out recently that's a scam i didn't realize it's i didn't know this was this whole network of just cheese conspiracy so there's more there's more what do you mean there's more there's more it keeps going so their efforts aimed at increasing consumer consumption have been successful. The average American consumes 14 more pounds of cheese a year than they did in 1990. Say However, that again. Say that again, please. The average I don't American think I heard you right. consumes 14 more Holy pounds of cheese shit. a year than they did in 1990. And this oh article God. was published in 2018. Uh. So not only have they... Convinced the public of dairy's health benefits, which are non like they're not true, despite most scientific evidence pointing to the contrary. Dairy's not good for you. No, um, your body's really not made to break down dairy. No, like lactose intolerant, like lactose intolerance isn't an uncommon thing because it's it's weird to be able to break down dairy. Right. There's a reason so, why when you get sick. And you throw up a lot, you can't have dairy for a while. It's because you get weird of all or you get rid of all the weird bacteria that's in your stomach that can break down the lactose. Mm -hmm. It's all a scam. All right. No, so I wait. like dairy because it tastes well, but I, I've come to realize that there's no health benefits to it. No, none at all. Uh, I mean, I don't know if there's none at all, but definitely not what we were told when we were kids, that you should drink milk every day. Well, my mom, um, and God bless my mom, and I know you listen to this podcast. I love you, mom. <laughs> She she's still very adamant about uh, milk being you need to drink milk to have strong bones. I mean, we've had this conversation at least once in the last two years about not drinking enough milk because I've switched to I really don't have that much dairy anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll have once in a while I'll have like a ice cream shake as a treat. But my dairy consumption is like one slice of cheese on my wrap for lunch and like skim milk on my breakfast cereal and then just enough skim milk to make me stop hiccuping when i have salsa <laughs> and that's it that's that's the extent of my dairy exposure at this point all right so great segue because here's here's the next level not only is it super common to be lactose intolerant they've convinced the public that drinking milk is essential they have pushed it on our school children and parents and just told them that they have to drink milk all the time um, or their bones will snap. Prisons have contracts with national and state dairy producers. Schools opt into government programs that subsidize and push dairy products. 
and charitable organizations still receive cheese donations from the U.S. government. The seemingly benign or even beneficial solution of funneling excess cheese to lower-income people and the incarcerated, however, is actually a huge problem. The idea that cheese and milk are essential parts of a well-balanced diet is largely an American-centric and white-centric notion. In fact, the majority of people of color are lactose intolerant. Really? What makes the government's dumping of cheese to low-income individuals particularly egregious is the correlation between race and income. Yep. Cheese is not just going into the hands of people without the economic privilege to opt out. It's disproportionately being forced into the bellies of people of color who cannot digest it. And it's not even good cheese. Not only are you forcing lactose intolerant people to have cheese, but you're you're forcing them to have moldy cheese. Mm-hmm. Jeez, Louise. Gosh. What the hell? Okay. Now here's back to the school thing. This was the thing that like broke Sam's brain the most was that the get milk ads were part of this whole conspiracy, like that this came this is where it came from. Mm-hmm. So schools play a large part in propping up the milk industry as well. School milk accounts for about 7% of all fluid milk sales in the United States. This is due in part to the fact that the National School Lunch Program requires that fluid milk be offered daily alongside free meals. Yep. And the dairy industry's investment in these meals is concerning given that 87% of black students, 74% of Hispanic students, and 68% of Native American students are eligible for free or reduced price school meals. The students who are most likely to be unable to digest them. Yep, that goes back to that um, that income difference and the poverty levels. Mm-hmm. It's just across the board. Gosh, well now I'm angry. I didn't know this segment was going to make me angry. Isn't this just the wildest thing you've ever heard? Like I said, I've. I heard recently, within the last year, about how the get milk is all just a scandal. I didn't realize it's like this whole cabal, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it's it's systematic. It's across the U.S. Right. It's insane. You got served, America. We're still getting served. <laughs> That's how I feel about this. Why not just dump the cheese... No, because that they have to keep buying it. I mean, I don't know if they're still buying it. It's possible they stopped buying it in the 90s, but they literally broke the dairy industry. I. (sighs) And all of the problems (sighs) that people have with the dairy industry because of overproduction and mistreatment of animals and everything that's wrong with the dairy industry is because the government forced the dairy industry to overproduce because they spent $2 billion on dairy products in four years to raise the price of milk. How did they not communicate this? I, they how did. Could, they just wanted the business. The, but how did the government and the dairy farmers not be like, okay, like let's start rolling this back a little bit because it's starting to get out of hand? That wasn't what it was about. They didn't care. They just wanted the price of milk to go up, and so did the dairy farmers. Because they wanted the $2 billion. Oh. They didn't care about the long-term consequences. They wanted the $2 billion so they didn't have to close their farms. I misunderstood the beginning. I <laughs> thought it was just supposed to be a temporary fix that nobody got right. Well, it was. They they dumped a bunch of money into the dairy industry and bought a bunch of product so right. that the price of dairy would go up. And they just didn't consider the fact that that would create a larger demand which then 
would result in them having to keep buying cheese. So do you have a statistic that shows how much of the dairy product the government was slash is buying? Like, I know you said that schools account for 7% of milk sales. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. I don't think I have that number. Um, But I do have... The wheels are turning in my head now. I do have a picture of the cheese, and this isn't um, useful for... I just need you to see it so that you can like picture it as we're talking about it. We'll post it on Facebook. Oh, my or first... A the cold storage. F- the first thing that I saw... Um, is that mold or is that just markings? Mm, it's mold. Jesus, and that's what they're giving away? Mm-hmm. I mean, cheese, you can cut the mold off of it. But no. But, but still... still. Oh, that's a disturbing photo. That's like a big old ass block of Velveeta. Yeah, basically, like it sounds like this cheese was Velveeta, like bad Velveeta is what it tasted like. And so not only are they not only are they driving up the dairy prices, but we're not even getting good dairy products from it. Right. We're getting Velveeta. You could probably argue that they've worsened the overall quality of American dairy products. Well, no wonder people are trying to smuggle out the European cheeses. They actually make the good shit. And this is probably why it's illegal to bring unpasteurized cheese into the country. Because it goes against the American cows. Probably. It's probably to help the dairy industry, which the government basically funds. All these years, we've been guilted about not drinking enough milk. Isn't this fucking and wild? It's, and it's just everybody's backstabbing each other. How is this not a bigger story? I don't know. I don't understand. You know how many people waste money on dairy because they people... think it's good for them? So here's the other thing. This is why it's so expensive to be non-dairy. This is why almond milk and oat milk oh, and, shit, you're right. and soy milk all cost so much and why those products are so hard to get for a reasonable price because the dairy industry is so fucking overrun they just have like the it's ridiculous the market is just broken yes because, because i've wanted to switch to oat milk or almond so milk expensive but i can't fucking compete Do you know how you with a dollar 30 half gallon oh i can't you can you can make your own oat milk <laughs> And it's so cheap. You literally take oats and water and you blend it and then drain it. And that's oat milk. Like it's it should be so, so cheap. Yeah, it shouldn't should be $4 a gallon. I'm sure it's healthier too. It is. It's so much better and it's better for the environment. The amount of water used to make oat milk versus almond milk or even dairy milk is like a fraction. Yeah, I do know that almonds, as good as almond milk is, I know that almonds in general take a ton of water. Environmentally, it's not great. Yeah, I do try to avoid almonds at this point. It's like the only, and I can't have soy because it has too much estrogen in it. Yeah. And soy is the only other affordable one, so I have to drink almond milk because I can't afford oat milk. And I don't like cashew milk. It like is weird and doesn't taste very good. Cashews? are also expensive. So kind of a side segue. Did you know that cashews, this is something I learned the hard way and something that Cody learned the hard way. He's actually the one that figured this out. Cashews are in the same family as poison ivy. What? Yes. Cashews are in the same family as poison ivy. With that being said, they have the same oil that causes irritants. Obviously not to the degree that poison ivy does. How but is this that happened possible. I don't know. How is it possible that people don't know that? A lot of people are allergic to poison ivy. 
So here's the thing. A lot of people, when they eat cashews, and they then expel the cashews Mm -hmm. in the way that we all do through pooping, Uh that oil gets on your anus, and you then in turn get an itchy anus. Now, I won't speak for Cody because that's his story to tell, but this past fall, when I was at PCA, somebody brought in baklava, which is heavy on the cashews. Boy, did it wreck me. My asshole itched so badly for months months like well into the middle of winter was i still dealing with that because i was eating it like there was a lot and and there was only a couple of us that liked it and i'm i'm a sucker for baklava so i was eating it and it started happening and i didn't realize it until like a month down the line and i mentioned it to cody on a phone call and he's like dude he's like it's the cashews and i was like what do you mean and he told me his story that we can we can always have him on to tell it at a later date. But <laughs> that's size, so wild. Yeah, how, how another conspiracy. Another See, conspiracy. <laughs> this is when we could just talk about the fact that the you know the food pyramid. Oh, it's the all a food sham. Pyramid was developed by the Department of Agriculture to sell wheat and dairy. Yeah, you don't need. You don't need what is it like nine servings of like wheat and grains a day. You don't even need grain, really. What, what, the no, you know, carbohydrates you're supposed to really stay away from. What is that? Mostly wheat. Carbs aren't bad for you. Well, I thought they, what am I thinking of then? I don't know. I mean, people think carbs are bad for you. There's different types of carbs and there's different types of oils and fibers. Well, it's the white. It's the flour. The flour you want to stay away from. But whole wheat's good. gluten. But still, you're not supposed to have... All that I don't think you're supposed to have all that that wheat in a day. No. You're not supposed to have all that dairy. No. Possibly ever. So dairy is like the second level on that. And it shouldn't be. It should be fruits and vegetables first. Or protein. The fruits three of them. Fruits and vegetables. Invert because, that shit. Because you get protein and fiber and all the things that you actually need to survive from leafy greens and fruits and vegetables. And like some some grains, but They've got to be like whole grains. Yeah, like actual whole grains, not yeah. like white bread. Yeah, not any, <laughs> not nothing with flour. It's wild. So I started. Obviously, I didn't know it was a scandal to this degree because I'll call it a scandal. There's uh, a baseball player that I really liked growing up. His name was Chase Utley. He played for the Phillies. And and a couple of years ago, I started following him on Instagram. And he had a post, and he has posts like this once in a while, but he was wearing a shirt, and it said the Anti-Dairy Social Club. And also, let me just throw out there that this guy is like, his nickname was literally Silver Fox. Like, this guy is not ripped, but he's like super like toned and cut and in shape. He played forever at a very high level. Like, this guy, he's very in tune with his body. And he was wearing an anti-dairy social club. And he had a post about how, like, he since going dairy-free, like, all these health benefits have happened. And he even, like, kind of very subtly was, like, yeah, the not calling out the dairy industry, but basically being, like, you don't need dairy. Like, people say you need dairy. And I was, mm-hmm. like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Now, I have a sensitive stomach, so that was one of the leading causes of me to cut out 
dairy and I also just wanted to be healthier in general. And I knew that when I had a lot of dairy, I was more bloated. I felt more sluggish. My stomach was always upset. So that was why I cut it out. Well, now I come to realize, and it's I'm not lactose intolerant. Yeah, government I'm not lactose conspiracy. And, and here's the thing. So all these people that are lactose intolerant, well, then there's people like me, which is probably another huge chunk where I'm not lactose intolerant, but I still can't have a lot of milk. That means you're lactose intolerant. Like, okay, well, <laughs> most people are. Yeah. Like, like you said, people like humans are not supposed to be able to digest dairy. No, somewhere along the way, we, some people got this certain gut bacteria and I don't know how or why I was never good at biology, but I know that's, it's not normal. It's mm-hmm. not normal when you, when you look into it, drinking milk is a, is a weird thing. And like I said, I, I like a glass of milk once in a while, but I now know that it's not imperative to my health. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's probably usually detrimental to my health. Now, the cheese cave, that's that. That's something that will I'm keep speechless. you up at night. It will I, keep you up at night. This whole thing. I mean, this, the way it's connected. You're going to be laying in bed tonight thinking about the cheese caves. And then you think about days. it. This is just, this is one industry. This is the dairy industry. How many other industries is this going on with? I'm sure not to this degree, but I'm sure there's quite a few. That, a, that there's the same kind of arrangement in some way. I can see why this was on a conspiracy theory uh, TikTok because you start to have these types of conversations. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just, it spirals out of control. It's wild. It, what it? I still can't get back to like, if you're going to force cheese on people, one, don't. Don't force cheese on people. But two, if you're going to force cheese on people, like the free cheese for the, the shelters and the food banks... Don't give them the moldy shit. Give them well, what you just bought. That's give why them they the had fresh to get stuff. rid of it because it was all moldy. They well, had to get give rid it of away. It. Well, fuck it. Throw that in the cave. Forget the cave exists. Start giving out the fresh stuff. I think that's what they've done at this point. That the, So the, the cave is just... Okay, maybe I won't break into there this, this weekend if it's just mold. The cave exists. Like it's... At, in, at least in 2018, it was still a thing. Still there. Let's see. I think there's something in here... That said exactly where the cave is. Springfield, Missouri. Shut your face. Where is that? Springfield, Missouri. That is common misconception. Oh, sorry. Kansas City is the biggest. Springfield's the third biggest city in Missouri. Springfield is where Missouri State University is. Um, A double-A baseball team is there for the Cardinals. Actually, Tommy Parsons spent some time there. I mean, Springfield's huge. It's it's so in terms of city size in Missouri, it goes Kansas City, St. Louis, and then Springfield. And those are really only the three noteworthy. I thought you were going to say it was in the middle of like buttfuck nowhere, Missouri. <laughs> no, Springfield's pretty, pretty big. Oh, you know what? My boss is going to Springfield on Friday to take pictures for some of our clients. Maybe I'll uh, mention this to him. Be like, hey. Or... Another thing, Hillary's brother goes to Missouri State in Springfield. <laughs> Let me plant this seed in his head and see if he can sniff it out for us when he goes back in the fall. Okay, wait. Hang on. Shit just got more wild. Is d- Tell me that the baseball field sits on top of it. <laughs> no. So I looked up 
I looked up Springfield, Missouri Cheese Cave just to see if like people knew about this. Right. So in this article that I have pulled up about the government cheese, it describes thousands of red, orange, and yellow barrels lie on the floor like an industrial sunset, each oversized trash can weighing 680 pounds and filled to the brim with dairy. These limestone caves in Springfield, Missouri are home to the United States' largest stockpile of its 1.2 billion pound surplus of cheese. Okay, so that's this article about the cheese caves, about the government cheese conspiracy. So this article, it shows a picture of like an underground cave filled with barrels that are red, yellow, and orange, and it's in a cave, and it says here that um, the warehouse is kept at a cool 36 degrees it's 100 feet underground. It's usually 58 degrees Fahrenheit, but they pump cold air into it to keep it colder. Oh, I thought they were just throwing it in this, like, bare cave. I didn't know it was temperature controlled. No, so they've, like, so... They've outfitted it. But what I don't understand, and what's throwing me off here, is that this article, published in 2011, claims that this cave, which I am almost positive is the same cave, is owned by Kraft. Let me, let me read this to you. <laughs> Deep under Springfield, Missouri, lies a cheese cave of industrial proportions, a 2 million square foot refrigerated warehouse called Springfield Underground. Since 2008, Kraft Foods has rented 400,000 square feet of the repurposed limestone mine as a massive distribution center from which to ship 680 pounds, Velveeta Bright barrels of Oscar Mayer meats, Philadelphia cream cheese, Velveeta pasteurized processed cheese, jello, and lunchables. You get the fuck out of here. <laughs> No way. What the fuck is happening in Springfield, Missouri? Who? How many cheese caves are there? Is Kraft owned by the government? Does Kraft uh, is are they storing the the government cheese? Look what it is up. Happening. Look that up. Who owns Kraft? Who is in charge of Kraft? If so, if this says that um Kraft is owned by Dairy Management, I'm gonna lose my shit. We're looking it up right now. Natalie is on the case. She's got all the, the pages pulled up, and she types faster than me, which is why she, and she's also in charge of this episode. Get the freak out of here. Kraft is the one that's peddling that, that pro-dairy message the hardest, too. Does Biden know about this? Is this, to, right? is this what Biden's secret meetings are about? Is this the new Area 51? I think it is. Springfield, Missouri. Okay, so what I'm thinking is happening here is this cave was outfitted to store cheese by the government and mm. Kraft bought it. So but does Kraft just storing the, their nasty ass moldy cheese in there now? why are the now? barrels the same color and the same weight as, like it lists 680 pound barrels full of dairy products and not dairy products. And this other article says 680 pound barrels and they're the same color. What, who owns the cheese? Who owns the cheese? I don't understand. This is, this is like. Also, if. This is breaking so say, my brain say, even more. Say that was the case. And say that Kraft bought that that cave storage space from when the government had it that cave was full of cheese at that point so what happened to all that cheese no i'm not buying that 
crafts in on it. Because there's no way they got rid of all that cheese. Okay. And okay. they can't sell no, that no. cheese. Okay. I think I figured it out. Oh, that doesn't sound as fun. It's not. It's not. It's disappointing, actually. Boo. Ignore what I just went on. Ignore but my rant. the good news of this. Okay, there's good news. So I found another article. It's called. It's in Missouri Business Magazine. The article is called Cool, Dry, and Perfect for Cheese. A gem in the Ozarks, hidden from the elements and kept a comfortable 58 degrees year-round, Springfield Underground is home to 55 acres of commercial space. 55 acres? Springfield Underground is a commercial real estate, is commercial real estate located 100 feet below ground in a cave. Its unusual location serves as a natural protector for its occupants. Originally a limestone mine, the facility is 2.4 million square feet. The facility lists warehouse, laboratories, food storage, record storage, and data centers as tenants. One of those companies is Kraft Foods. So, Kraft and the government cheese share a space. As well as apparently data centers. So what I'm thinking is that you actually can get into the caves because it's a, it's a, it's a rentable space. Can like, I rent open. some space in there and just start airing out their dirty laundry? This is interesting. What I still think Kraft's in on it, though. I still think Kraft's in on it, though. The Springfield Underground and its caves use about 65% less electricity than a surface warehouse. Oh, wow. That's really impressive. So I think that Kraft and the government use the same cold storage for their cheese. And they use the same barrels. That's weird. (laughs) <laughs> it is but I, get, that has to get be get your it, own right? barrels craft although i do think like i said i think crafts in on it in some way though oh i think they have they to be too. they're part of the dairy industry i think they are for sure i think the government probably buys cheese from them or sells them cheese i also i don't remember where i read it it's i don't think it's any of these articles it must have been a different one so companies so the other thing and oh no this was in the tiktok so i never found like a verification for this so i don't have a source but in the tiktok the guy talked about how all of our favorite breakfast cereals, all of our favorite... Oh, don't you ruin breakfast cereal for me. The reason that those became so popular when we were kids in the 90s is because fucking Tony the Tiger, subsidized by the government because he's trying to tempt you to pour a big fucking bowl of milk. And there's milk oh. in the advertisements, oh. so they get paid for it. Not Tony. You're telling me my boy Tony's a government agent? They pay That's companies. That's the worst thing you've said all day. To advertise products that have to do with milk. Oh, That's you just what dairy broke my heart. Does. Tony was my guy, and you're telling me he was just a government salesman? Yes. Oh, I need to lie down. <laughs> I wonder. I I wonder if we can find the original TikTok back. I want to post it on our Facebook page. Oh, gosh. Did you follow the guy's channel? I think Sam might have. I'm honestly a little faint right now. (laughs) It keeps running deeper. I I need to know I wonder if we could get a tour of of the craft, the craft, quote unquote, storage facility. I think they offer those. uh, We could look into it. We could each like strap GoPros and hidden i don't know how we would do it maybe like put where i'd wear a shirt with a pocket on my chest and i'd kind of cut it out but it'd look natural 
I don't think or that would look or natural. we'd get like one of those flowers with the can or the camera <laughs> in it, and I'd just wear a flower and be like, oh, you know, I'm on my uh, on my way to prom. I'm a <laughs> I'm a dapper seventeen year old. <laughs> Just shave off touring my, the, my the craft cheese caves. Oh, you know, I really, you know, I'm going into agriculture, agricultural science. <laughs> go, uh, go, Missouri State. I don't know what their mascot is. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think it's the Bulldogs. No, it's not the Bulldogs. There's a lot of people in my life whose mascots at one point or the other were the Bulldogs. So, anyways, was I right at the beginning of this episode, when I said I was going to break your brain, I'm speechless. I'm speechless and I'm not. This made our uh, our Taco Bell tangents seem so tame. Taco Bell fry gets money. Oh, fuck. You're right. <laughs> oh, Nat. Shit. Taco Bell's in on <laughs> it, it, It got too. more real. This is... <laughs> You're going to think about oh this my God. for days. Oh, I'm going straight to Hillary after this episode <laughs> and being like, did you hear about this shit? Did you know? I can't wait. To just, I, part of me feels like Cody already knows this. I think I think he's like me, and he knew part of the story. Mm-hmm. I don't think he knows the whole story. I feel like our listeners are gonna have some reactions to oh, this one. Oh my goodness, that and was a good as, one. As much you as said, I could keep talking about this forever, we should probably wrap it up. Yeah, we're hitting time. You were right though. You said it was a good one. I think this could be. I think this could be a good reoccurring segment. And we'll we'll ask the we'll ask you listeners at the end, not necessarily the cheese one, although I do think we'll try to come back to this at some point. But just finding non-conspiracy yet conspiracy type stories like this, I think this could be a fun one, <laughs> especially if that's what you and Sam are watching. And I I I'll start watching them. Oh, Hillary sent me one the other day. Ooh, that might be a future episode. I'll circle back to that. Okay. Circle back to that. Well. I don't I don't know if it I don't know if we can do a what we learned today cuz I there's too much. What if we do one each? We got to do one each. Okay. It's kind of like our, uh, our You learned a lot more than I did. It's like our I'll do 3. You just do one. Okay. Cuz you I did, did learn, learn something. I did learn new things, but I don't think I didn't learn a lot today. Oh, I learned possibly too much. It's a <laughs> cheese spiracy out there. You want cheddar? Because there's a lot of it to be found, and it's starting to stink, baby. <laughs> well, if you liked what you heard, make sure you follow us wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. We're hosted on Podbean, but we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and we like to post it on our Facebook page. And we also have posts throughout the week. We're pretty sporadic. Let's well, we won't lie to you anymore. We're pretty bad at our social media game. Listen. But we do post the episodes, which is the most important thing, and we post once in a while. We do absolutely love hearing from you guys. So make sure you just check that out once in a while, you know. We never claim to be a Facebook group. We're a podcast. And on this podcast, you're going to have fun. And you're also going to learn some things. Some things especially you didn't want to know. Especially things you didn't think you'd ever know. And it's all right here. I'm the Hit and Run Podcast. Podcast. Hit and Run Podcast. This is, man, this one's going off the rails in a good way. But uh, we'll wrap it up. Natalie, one thing. What did you learn today? I learned that Kraft is in on the government cheese conspiracy. And the Kraft mac and cheese that we ate last night is just a part of the system.
You know, I almost bought mac and cheese this weekend and I was like, <laughs> hold your horses, Robbie. You don't need that. And I am so glad <laughs> I did thing. now. I won't be buying it again. Oh, I I probably will because we love the mac and cheese here. But I, I won't feel good about it anymore. I think you just ruined mealtime for me. So what did I learn today? I learned that, well, for starters, a whole the whole dairy industry is just a huge fucking plot conspiracy, whatever you want to call it. It's some shady crap right there. I also learned that there's a cheese cave about three hours from me, and it needs to be explored. And I also learned, I also learned that my favorite cereal mascot, Tony the Tiger, he's just a government agent who's trying to peddle some milk. And that's <laughs> not cool. Uh, this has been the, the Hit and Run podcast. And we'll catch you next time. Tony, my guy, killing me. <laughs> killing me.